he's just an intense guy. He's a, and he's a likable guy. He's funny. Um, I, I think you're really gonna you're, you're gonna enjoy hearing from him. He was an enjoyable guy here to talk to, and, and I think I'm sure that resonates with recruits as well because they want to see an intense guy that wants to win, and that's what he is. Back to the Wild Sports Podcast. I am your host, David Graff. Joined alongside me is my co-host, Robert Munoz. It's an awesome episode today. Awesome episode. We've got some final thoughts on Brent Vegan, who's headed west. Kind of, sort of, a little northwest. He's headed up to Bozeman. He took the job as the head coach at, the uni- at Montana State University, not the University of Montana Bobby Houck's not going anywhere. He's headed to Bozeman to coach the Cats. And his first game is actually going to be against the University of Wyoming this fall. Wyoming opens with Montana State. So Robert and I will give some final thoughts about Vegan and his tenure as the OC in Laramie. I know some people are super glad on – not a real, not really a kinder way to put it to see him out the door. But the new offensive coordinator is headed west himself, very far west. He was the offensive line coach at the University of Iowa. So I talked with Chad Lystico from the Des Moines Register, who covers the University of Iowa football team and covers University of Iowa athletics. He knows Coach Polisek a little bit better than we do right now. So. Wanted to learn more about him, talk to him, and then Robert will wrap up the podcast. He's got a big thought about this weekend's high school hoops action here in the state of Wyoming. But first, Robert, how are you doing today? Swell, David. Swell day. Can't complain, as always, like you say. Can't complain. Uh, You know, just another day living the dream. Living the dream, baby. How are you doing? Trying to stay warm as well. It is far too cold. It is dangerously cold out there. Please stay warm. If you're listening to this podcast outside, you're crazy. All right? Get inside. Get safe. Get warm. Do whatever you got to do because it is ridiculously cold outside. The high in Casper on Friday is negative three. or that That's what it says on my phone. And that's what they've been telling me at work on the on the weather report. So, yeah, just just trying to survive that. I, I can't complain though, and Wyoming fans certainly can't complain anymore about Brent Vegan. He's headed to Bozeman, like I said just a few moments ago. What was your first thought when you found out officially that Vegan is headed to Bozeman? He's no longer the offensive coordinator. At UW, he coached some decent offenses, nothing that you're going to write in the history books about. But overall, his tenure was a success. It was. Uh, I mean, I yeah, the, I guess so. Uh, he helped bring Josh, Josh in. And obviously, I mean, a lot of people are excited. You know, Vegan's gone, like you just said. But 
hopefully the Cowboys passing game will get better. Uh, obviously, Polasek is going to continue to run the ball pretty hard and pretty pretty heavy amount. And Wyoming's bringing back all five of its starting offensive linemen. So he's an old offensive line coach. You know, he's uh, – or he will be the offensive line coach. I will offensive line coach. Uh, let's just see if he can upgrade the running game. Is that is that possible? Can can it get better? Everything can always get better, right? Well, Polisek is certainly he helped with Iowa's offensive unit this year, coaching the offensive line, and Iowa had a very strong running game this past season. Chad and I will talk more about that later. Let's let's stick with vegan here for a moment. I know that Wyoming fans have been hypercritical of him. He's not aggressive enough when it matters. He was holding the offense back. He had a lot of talent. They're really good, talented players. But there wasn't a whole lot of talent on the outside in any of the seasons that he was – the offensive coordinator, and I don't know if that is a reflection of him and his style or the recruiting or what, but the passing game was always lacking, wouldn't you say? Well, yeah, absolutely. Everybody knows that. I don't know the numbers. I think Wyoming only finished in the top top ten in passing like two of his seasons or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember what I read, so don't quote me on that. But yeah, everyone's—I don't know. That's what I like. That's what I just said. Everyone is happy. Vegan is gone. Not everyone, I should say, but a lot of people. But it's—we're pro- probably going to get a lot of the similar style of offense. So I mean, is it going to be better? Uh, who knows? We don't know. We don't know yet. No one knows yet. Um, vegan, I don't. I'm pretty pretty neutral. I don't really have any type of emotional emotional attachment to that fella. But it is a big uh big breakup between him and Bull. So good for Vegan. I mean, glad happy for him, I guess. I th- think they knew it was going to going to eventually come to an end their partnership there. Yeah, he's Montana State's problem now. Montana State has similar deficiencies to the Wyoming offense as they're currently constructed. They don't really have a quarterback, which I will say the one thing that Vegan has been able to consistently bring in and develop is quarterbacks. Quarterbacks have always been solid with Vegan running the offensive ship, if you would. I mean, Josh Allen, then there was there was a little bit of a dip when they wouldn't play Sean Chambers for whatever reason. I think that Vegan got a bad rap because I don't know, and I think that's what I'm most excited about this new offensive coordinator about. Obviously, he has ties to both Vegan and Coach Bowl from his North Dakota State days. I really am intrigued to see, though, was Coach Bowl holding the offensive offense back? Was he the one who wanted to pound the ball into the ground? Obviously, 
that helps when you're going to play a defensive style, just wearing down, holding onto the ball as well. But I, I think really we're going to find out what Coach Bowl is made of in terms of putting a staff together and coaching an entire football team here. I really think that if the new offensive coordinator is seeing the same griping and complaining from fans, I don't think that you necessarily can put that on him. Obviously, he's going to bring his bring in his own style, if you would, and Chad goes into how he's probably going to be aggressive running the football, which is something that people were maybe a little bit too upset with when it came when it came to Brent Vegan, but I I don't know if that's if Coach Bowl has a problem with that. And if it wins games, it wins games. Obviously, nobody was complaining that much about Vegan when Josh Allen was around and Wyoming was winning games and really on the map. But even they're still winning running the ball, so the people would still complain, which is completely understandable. I mean, I complained myself. I'm not going to say I didn't, but, you know, uh, if it works, why, why shy away from it? I'm curious to see how this goes because – I, I'm not entirely sold that Vegan wasn't was the sole problem on the offense. Obviously, he's the guy calling the plays, and he's the one who is running the offensive side of the ball. Coach Bowles more heavily involved with the defense and special teams, but Coach Bowles the head coach. He's the one who's helping design these game plans whether you want to believe that or not he's the guy who has ultimate final say on these kinds of things he's he's the head guy he's the architect of the football team so i think that it's nut cutting time for coach bowl and what he can really what he can really produce in terms of a football team and We'll see over the next few years. Obviously, Coach Bowles not on the hot seat. He's brought incredible, incredible amounts of attention to the University of Wyoming program, mostly through Josh Allen. But it it's net cutting time. That's that's all I really have to say. I agree with you, Mr. David Graff. Follow him on Twitter, Mr. David Graff. You summed it up right there pretty well, my man. Uh, I don't have much else to say other than good luck to Brent Vegan up north. And I don't know much about Montana State, and I didn't uh, look into Montana State very much, but I know they go to the playoffs every year, right? They're a pretty, pretty competitive team. Their, their previous coach, Jeff Choate, who – left the Montana State job to take the linebackers coach job at the University of Texas. He really helped put uh, Montana State back on the map and make them a real contender. Obviously, no one, no one, no offense to James Madison, is competing with what Craig Bowl got started over there in Fargo. It'll be interesting. Obviously, he'll have a huge challenge when they play their first real game in the fall against Wyoming. It'll be fun to see Vegan come back probably uh, with a large loss, but 
it, it'll be fun to see. Can't wait for that. Right now, I'm going to talk to Chad Lystico from the Des Moines Register. He covers the University of Iowa football team and uh, Iowa athletics, Hawkeye athletics there in Iowa. We got into all things Tim Polisek. I wanted to know more about this guy. wanted to find out what Chad knew about him. Obviously, he was the offensive line coach, so he didn't get to hear much from him, but he was around him at practices and things like that. So he he talked to him quite a bit, certainly more than Robert or myself have. So you'll learn something new about the new offensive coordinator at the University of Wyoming. I am joined now by Chad Lystico from the Des Moines Register. He covers the Iowa Hawkeyes which is where our new offensive coordinator or UW's new offensive coordinator, Tim Polisek, is from. Chad, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well. As we, as we talk, I'm coming back from an Iowa basketball game. So this is the latest podcast I've ever recorded in the evening, but I'm, I'm ready. Fired up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exciting. I'm glad we were able to get you on such short notice and uh, that you're up and awake on the road there. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's uh, minus two degrees out uh, here in Iowa, so it's a uh, nice chilly week we, Midwest. We can certainly relate out here in Wyoming. I think the high tomorrow is zero. The high is zero. <laughs> I think you got us beat, honestly. <laughs> the high is zero tomorrow, and then on Friday, it's actually negative three where I'm at in Wyoming, so... Uh, awesome time to go outside and just do all of the activities. Maybe get in a round of golf. I'm sure it won't be busy. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's. Oh no, yeah, Tim Polisek. Uh, yeah, let's, let's talk. Yeah, let's let's talk about Tim Polisek. So he's worked with Craig Bowl at UW before. He came uh, from North Dakota State down to Iowa. What what were your expectations when you guys? when Iowa landed him as their offensive line coach, obviously Iowa is known for their offensive line. Yeah. Uh, well, he was the OC at North Dakota state, as you probably know. And, uh, he came to Iowa with zero offensive line experience, uh, directly. Uh, so, so that was actually a role, uh, he embraced and wanted. And I think, I think the reason Iowa wanted him, uh, in addition to, you know, thinking he's a good coach is they just wanted, you know, a little bit more influence, I think, on the way they run their offense. But he, he definitely had, uh, you know, input on, on the way the Hawkeyes operated. And, uh, you know, they've, they've had a real good run, honestly, with uh, uh, all four years Polisek was here. Uh, you know, they won bowl games the first three years. Uh, when it combined, I believe, if I'm doing the math correctly, 27 and 12 in those three years, and then they went 62 last year. So, you know, 33 and 14 in the, in the four years you've been here, and the offensive line uh, kept getting better, uh, better and better. It, it, it's best year was definitely this last year. Uh, and then, uh, you know, of course, he he also gets to claim uh, Tristan Wirth. Uh, he, he coached Tristan all three years at Iowa. Uh, that he was here, and uh, you know Tristan, of course, uh, just won a Super Bowl as a rookie uh, with the Tampa Bay Bucks, played the most snaps in the NFL of any player or any offensive lineman this year, and allowed one sack <laughs> of Tom Brady all year in 21 games or 20 games. So, 
uh, anyway, he, you know, so, uh, you know, Tim was, um, you know, did a really good job here and, and especially not knowing, uh, as much about the offensive line, he really acclimated to that role, uh, pretty well for the Hawkeyes. You mentioned that they had a killer rushing attack this year. I, I read your piece earlier and I think it was, uh, the best in the big 10 or best in his tenure this past year what with Iowa's rushing attack and Wyoming is certainly known for rushing the ball and they have two incredible running backs coming back this year what do you think it was about his tutelage on the offensive line that helped those guys and helped Iowa run the ball so well yeah, uh, you know, the stat you're referring to is uh, Iowa had its first uh, first team All Big Ten running back since 08, and also their highest yards per carry since 08 uh, when they had the Dope Walker winner in uh, Sean Green. So Tyler Goodson was that guy this year, and so he obviously helped. <laughs> He's a really good running back, but but I think kind of what you're look what you're asking about is you know the offensive line was. It didn't have a ton of stars or anything this year necessarily coming into the year because they lost Tristan Wirfs, as I mentioned. You know, he was a first-round pick, and they lost him. Uh, but this offensive line just really came together. And what I would say about this group, uh, you know, they, they, they kind of embraced his identity uh, of kind of just being uh, just really, you know, mean and nasty. Not not in a bad way, but just aggressive. He, he always wanted his players to, like, play – with kind of an edge, and that was actually, speaking of Tristan Warps, that was something that uh, they had to kind of you know, develop in him as his career went on, and obviously, you know, he's, he's going to be one of uh, an NFL great lineman here for a long time, and I think that was one attribute that, that Coach Polisek did kind of help develop. So I think you're going to see, uh, you know, an aggressive mindset, I guess, in terms of running the football and just, the way they block up front. I mean, it's just, it's just more about uh, not just beating your man, but just physically, uh, you know, punishing him. Uh, and I think that's kind of the, the identity that this Iowa offensive line took. Now, now that's not to say they were, you know, uh, you know, world beaters in the running game, but, but for, for uh, what Iowa needed to do, uh, that's kind of how they adapted. They won. They finished the year on the six game winning streak, uh, went six and two. And then uh, you know had didn't play another game out of because of COVID issues uh, on other teams. So um, they kind of got short changed on that respect. I think they really would have would have uh, shown shown well in the bowl games, whatever bowl you know the Music City Bowl is where they ended up. But but had they gotten their last couple games, and I think they could have maybe even got a New Year's Six. So that was, this was a really good Iowa team with a really good offensive line. Yeah, Iowa certainly had a good year, especially offensively, considering they're, they're most famous, let's be real here, for grinding out 13 to 6 games in miserably cold weather. So to see them put up points the way they did this year and certainly succeeded, to, succeeded running the ball, I want to ask, is this something that was maybe expected by Polisek to be looking for an offensive coordinator job. Obviously, he came to Iowa, like you said, not having any experience coaching the offensive line specifically and was an offensive coordinator with Craig Bowl at North Dakota State. But do you think that this is something in the building there at the University of Iowa 
that they expected for Polisek to be looking for an opportunity to become an offensive coordinator again? Yeah, that's a, uh, a great question. He, you know, his name actually came up uh, for the, for a Kansas State opening uh, a couple of years ago when Chris Kleiman got that job. He was he was uh, hired at K-State, North Dakota State, and uh, that didn't work out. But but that, that was kind of an indication, I think, that at least he was somewhat open to um, making a move. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I, I don't know – him like super well, but I but I know him enough to know that he's a he's an outdoorsman. <laughs> he's a uh, you know I think he appreciates um, that area of the country, and I also think uh, from what I've understood from from people I've talked to is is he I think he wanted to be kind of in charge a little bit more again uh, as the old line coach. Uh, you know, when the son of the head coach Brian Ferentz is the offensive coordinator at Iowa. Probably don't see a ton of upward mobility on that offensive staff, uh, you know, under the current regime. And I think it's pretty clear that Kirk Ferentz wants to be around several more years, and uh, so I think I think Tim, uh, you know, justifiably so. I mean, he, I'm guessing he's taking a pay cut uh, to come out there. He's making 400k out here uh, as the old line coach, um, but I think uh, just being in charge of an offense, I think there's something. Uh, you know, ingrained in, in certain coaches that they want want that role, and I totally respect that and appreciate that. And I also you know, have no doubt that that he has a great relationship uh, with the Wyoming head coach, and uh, that's probably one of the big attractions going out there. I mean, I mean, all of us can probably think of a favorite boss we've had in our life, and uh, you know, there's something attractive about working with that person. And I assume that that's part of this as well for for Tim. So very happy for him and uh he was well liked here um you know for his fire i think that he brought uh he definitely will bring some fire in practices he, he will not use clean language unless that's outlawed <laughs> um so he's uh definitely an aggressive guy a tense guy but in, in a good way not in a bad way now you mentioned aggressive and earlier you mentioned that he would probably be aggressive running the ball that's certainly something that gets the attention of poke fans out here because they the previous offensive coordinator I'll be I'll be honest he wasn't aggressive enough often enough throughout the game so do you think that obviously he was the offensive line coach but do you think that that aggressive style will blend over or blend into his offensive coordinator style as well yeah, you know, it's, I, mean, I can't say for sure because he wasn't the offensive coordinator here. Um, but, you know, the, over the last four or five years, and that obviously coincides with, with Tim's time here in Iowa, uh, Iowa was pretty, you know, Iowa typically has been a very, very conservative outfit uh, in terms of football style, you know. And then they still are, to the extent. They still try to win with defense, win with punting. And, uh, you know, control the clock as much as they can. But they have developed over the last three, four years more of that aggressive mindset I think we're talking about I mean, in terms of keeping the pedal to the metal. Don't, uh, and Iowa still has a tendency to do this because they still have the same head coach. But their offensive leadership and style has changed to where, you know, you're up maybe 21-17 to 17 or 27-17, like, 
you know, keep the foot down. I mean, we saw that kind of play out a lot this season, but it really panned out well for the Hawkeyes. I mean, they went into, uh, they went up to Minnesota against, uh, you know, a team that won 11 games last year. And they went up, and they got up on them thirty-five nothing, and they did. They scored twenty-one in the fourth quarter, and then didn't let up. Uh, and then they go to Penn State uh, a week later, I believe. I think it was the next week, and uh, they put up forty-one in Happy Valley, uh, you know, on the Nittany Lions, forty-one twenty-one against a team they they lost to six straight times. So it it was it. Five of their last six wins, uh, they won that six. They won six in a row. Five of them, they really uh, kind of put the hammer down. Uh, honestly, against opponents, and uh, you know, uh, put on some uh, some some really strong offensive performances and didn't let up. So I think that's kind of the the nature of what he's going to bring. Uh, you know, mentality wise, I don't know the personnel Wyoming has, but I think that's that's at least ingrained in him uh, from his time at Iowa. There's certainly a lot of similarities between Iowa's playing style and Wyoming's, and. Not, not maybe personnel. We got a little bit of a, a quarterback controversy maybe brewing if both guys are healthy going into next season. But I want, I want to ask, I, I read your piece about uh, Polisek leaving Iowa, and you referenced that they had some big-time recruits coming in on the, on the offensive line. How do you think his recruiting style will help Wyoming? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what areas uh, you know Coach Bull likes to recruit, but I know that Tim is uh, is very good in the Upper Midwest. So uh, at Iowa, he was proficient in, in recruiting the state of uh, Minnesota and the state of Wisconsin, which is where he played his college ball. So uh, you know, I think that uh, you'll see you'll see that uh, probably region of the country, you know, be be good to him and I know he recruited obviously up in North Dakota as well while he's there but but yeah I think uh, you know if Wyoming wants to tap into Minnesota and Wisconsin he's got good connections there particularly in Wisconsin um, so uh, yeah I think uh, I think that'll play well overall um, that, so I think uh, he's just an intense guy he's, and he's a likable guy he's funny um, I, I think you're really going to you're, you're going to enjoy hearing from him and I assume you'll hear from a lot of the offensive coordinator. Um, we didn't probably talk to him as much as you will, you know, um, you know in such a prominent role. But uh, he was an enjoyable guy here to talk to. And, and I think I'm sure that resonates with recruits as well because they want to see an intense guy that wants to win. And that's what he is. Yeah, it sounds like it. And and it sounds like he should mesh well with Wyoming and where they, they like to target one of our – one of the best – Lineman out of uh, University of Wyoming in previous years is Chase Ruye from Minnesota in that area. So it looks like he'll be going back to work. Coach Polisek will be. I, I want to wrap it up here. I know this this is maybe a funny joke, but is Bart Miller at all a uh, candidate to replace him on the offensive line as the offensive line coach at Iowa? Bart Miller. I heard you have to enlighten me who that is. Am I missing something there? He he left Wyoming about a week after coming to Wyoming, and then uh, took a job at Vanderbilt as oh. the offensive line coach. As the yeah, that one went over my head. But, but if you hear that name, from, if you hear that name now, you know you may not have to know it for very long. 
That's right. Uh, I will say this about uh, in closing on that note is that uh, you know Kirk Ferentz, uh, Iowa's head coach, has, has a long offensive line history. I mean, he coached the NFL on the offensive line. That's where he he you know that's, that's where his coaching career has was made. You know, he coached under Bill Belichick in the NFL. So uh, you know he he. If Tim Polisek learned from him on the offensive line, you, you have to believe that uh, he knows what he's talking about in a lot of areas. Uh, and so that, so he's going to be a more well-developed coach uh, now that he's been in Iowa for four years. You know, he was obviously the OC at, at North Dakota State. But now he's got that offensive line proficiency. So you, I think you, as a Wyoming, you know, follower or fan, you have to like, you know, that he's, he's going to be a more well-rounded offensive coordinator, you know, coming, coming out west. So, uh, I think that that should be a positive. Good hire, good hire by Wyoming. Absolutely, it sounds like it's a great hire based on your key word of aggressive alone. I'll leave it at that. But Chad Lystico from the De- Des Moines Register covers the Iowa Hawkeyes, and that's where Wyoming's new offensive coordinator is from. Thank you for your time, Chad. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thanks a lot. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Chad Lystico from the Des Moines Register. Covers the University of Iowa football team and all of their athletics there over in Iowa in Des Moines. Also, obviously, I was I meant to joke about A.J. Blazik, who was the offensive line coach at the University of Wyoming for about a week before heading over to Nashville and becoming the offensive line coach at Vanderbilt. I, he was here so quickly and so, so out of my life so quickly that I just, I, I've defaulted to Bart Miller. I don't know what brain fart, I suppose, but he got cold. Obviously. I think he he got cold. He, he just couldn't handle the cold here. AJ, AJ couldn't Bart is in Illinois, and funny enough, I mentioned to Chad after the interview that uh, I I goofed on that AJ Blazik uh, actually was the guy that I meant to joke about, and then Chad remembered right away that that is an Iowa guy. He actually is probably headed to the University of Iowa as we speak to be their new offensive line coach. So. What a what a round of musical chairs and apartment home hunting for AJ and his family, I'm sure. But uh, I don't know. Does it, it? I've never been to North Dakota. Is it because he's from uh, you know North Dakota State? Did, is it cold up there? Does it get colder up there than it does in Laramie? I don't know. I, I can I imagine it does. I, I was talking to someone last week who moved to Casper from Dickinson, North Dakota. And he said when he packed up the U-Haul about a year ago to move down to Casper, it was negative 16 in Dickinson. So I, I can't imagine that it's more tropical in Fargo. I don't know exactly the geography of Wyoming and where Dickinson and Fargo are in relation to one another, but sounds like a really great time. I say that as it's negative a million, it feels like here. It's negative three right now in Casper. But Wyoming also has hired a new offensive line coach, hopefully one here to stay more than a week. Derek Frazier has a ton of Wyoming ties. He's 
the new offensive line coach. He'll work under Coach Polisek here in Wyoming over there in Laramie. So excited for that. Excited for almost a whole new staff. A lot of ties to Wyoming, a lot of ties to Bulls. So should be awesome and interesting to watch over the next couple of years and how this team grows, how the offensive line plays. And maybe maybe we'll return to uh, a Javon Bonite, Marcus Harris, Ryan Yarbrough. Maybe some someone will break out in the Wyoming receiving core there. We shall see. But we, we want to wrap up the podcast here. We don't want to forget about Wyoming hoops. The hoops team, uh, they – they got their two-game slate with Utah State. Linder called it off, didn't feel it was safe to travel and play uh, Utah State. So there's no Wyoming hoops, but there's still always high school hoops here in the state. And our man Robert is the guy when it comes to high school hoops here in the state of Wyoming. So, Robert, tell me what's most exciting about this weekend's slate. I don't know much. I just know a little bit about the Cheyenne team's but Central will face a familiar opponent this weekend, Saturday, in Thunder Basin, the team that they cannot beat for some reason. So they're going to be playing them at home, and I'm really anxious to see how that plays out. Central, I know that that's, I mean, that's all they're thinking about, all those guys. They do play Campbell, Campbell County on Friday, but... Thunder Basin is definitely on the front of their minds. So I'm really anxious to see if Central wins. I think Central will win. It's really hard to beat a team like Central uh, multiple times. And, you know, Central, uh, what, what we talked to Talich last week, right? He gave a lot of props to Thunder Basin, but I think Central is going to come out and I think they're going to handle business at home and put themselves in good position mentally going forward through the rest of the season. Yeah, that'll certainly be the game to watch this weekend of the high school slate. Excited for that one. Excited to follow along. As always, if you can't watch the game, you can't be at the game, follow along with Robert on Twitter at rmunoz307. He's always covering the high school hoops action. Which game are you going to be covering this weekend? Which games, I should say? Well, I've never seen Thunder Basin play, and I get to see him play twice this weekend. Um, East, Cheyenne East versus Thunder Basin, Friday night. Thunder Basin and Cheyenne Central on Saturday afternoon. Looking forward to some high school hoops this weekend. Definitely. Definitely looking forward to it. Looking forward to Robert coming up to Casper here in a, about a month. A month from now, the uh, high school state championships will be at the newly named Ford Wyoming Center. Maybe Robert and I will be able to finally do this podcast in person. Maybe we'll do a live podcast from the Ford Wyoming second, Center. Second one. Second one. I forgot. We did record an episode together in Cheyenne once upon a time, but – Maybe we'll do it live from a sporting event here coming up. Excited for that. Excited to see Robert. It's been a while. I've seen his mom more recently than I've seen Robert. So looking forward to that. Really appreciate everybody for listening to this podcast. Hope you enjoyed what you've heard. Please rate, 
review, and subscribe to the podcast. No one won the Super Bowl contest, unfortunately. But I am going to open it up. If you simply rate and review the podcast, show Robert or myself that you have rated and reviewed the podcast, I will send you a YO Sports Podcast t-shirt, a custom t-shirt, limited edition. It is very limited at this point right now. So I will send that to you. You'll be able to wear that and uh, share with all your friends. Probably the coolest t-shirt you'll you'll have in your closet. Also want to say, if you want to throw us a few shekels, never hurt anybody. And uh, we'll be back next week with another great podcast. Big guests ahead. Thanks for listening. Yeah.